Welcome to the VO2 Lounge podcast, the podcast where we talk about the science behind health, fitness, and everyday life. Welcome back to the VO2 Lounge podcast. If you're new, then welcome, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. If you're a returning listener and haven't already done so, remember to follow, rate, and share the show with your friends, or even join the Discord server, links all down below. In this episode, I'll be discussing whether or not you should be using common sports fueling products such as SIS Beta Fuel, Marten, Styker, High Five, etc. In a world's first, our new study shows that athletes can tolerate 120 grams of carbohydrate per hour, significantly higher than the 90 grams previously recommended. Even after three hours of sustained effort, 50% of energy used was from science in sport beta fuel, with no crossover from carbohydrate to fat usage taking place, and with no difference in carbohydrate oxidation between liquid, gel, chews, or combined approach, the SIS beta fuel range can be tailored to your individual fueling preferences. This is the future of endurance fueling. This is straight from the SIS website. But what they are not saying is that the future is expensive. To achieve that 120 grams of carbohydrates per hour, you'll be using one sachet of beta fuel 80 and one beta fuel gel, which is going to cost you £4.95 per hour. Pretty eye-watering, I agree. Now I admit you could cut that down to £4.13 if you only used the carb mix, but then you'd be needing to do the dosages yourself and you eliminate that luxury of pre-packaged goods that you have to do no measurements with. At this price, they better be doing something revolutionary with some unique IP that they are not listing uh, in that advertisement. Well, a 2004 paper titled Oxidation of Combined Ingestion of Glucose and Fructose During Exercise suggests otherwise. Although the authors don't specifically allude to a limit of 120 grams of carbs per hour, they do point towards a mixture of glucose and fructose improving and increasing carbohydrate oxidation without gastric distress, which is the key part. And even better, a 2013 paper titled Fructose Maltodextrin Ratio Governs Exogenous and Other Carbohydrate Oxidation and Performance stated that an oral carbohydrate hydration formulations containing fructose, maltodextrin um, as the glucose, um, at a ratio of around 0.8 to 1, may provide the most practical benefits for endurance athletes. So old news really, this is a 2013 paper that's alluding to what I'm about to tell you, and that is that the SIS even give us the ratio they are using of 1 to 0.8 glucose to fructose respectively, and the only two ingredients on their packaging are maltodextrin and fructose at a 57% maltodextrin, 42% fructose. What if I said you can make these at home or even buy it off the shelf at an 
or uh, like an, an order of magnitude cheaper from almost anywhere online or even at your local supermarket. This is what we are going to discuss and all the performance benefits that come with fueling with carbohydrates. So for a bit of context, historically when I used to play rugby, fueling was not really a concern to me other than in the initial instance of say a mild carb load or simply eating a moderately substantial meal that's weighted in the direction of carbohydrates over fats or proteins before a game or even before training to some extent. Um, so it was never really, these products weren't, I wasn't really aware of them past things like Lucozade. Fast forward to the point where I'm now riding as my main sports, a little bit of running, but endurance sports in particular, fueling became much more of a concern and much more of an interest to me. So you hear products from other people, you inevitably go to an event or just ride around and see gel wrappers on the floor and go, what the hell is this? And then you investigate and then you are met with products like SIS, High Five, Marten, Styker. The list really goes on. There are many different avenues to go down when it comes to what uh, sports nutrition option you want to go for. Some of it is arguably maybe the quality of the product. Some of it is simply the flavor and some of it and texture, for example. And some of it is just the people you know and what they use. So in my instance, I wanted to train with carbs for all its benefits and I wanted to practice using it for events, but the cost was uh, incredible, really. So I needed to find an alternative. And I found that alternative, which we will go through. But let's start with what are the benefits. Now, it should be no news to you that carbohydrates are important for endurance performance. When we exercise, we have two main ways of fueling that exercise through our aerobic pathways. Now, this is via glucose oxidation or fat oxidation. At moderate exercise intensities of approximately 50 to 70% of VO2 max, so your maximum oxygen uptake, both fat and carbohydrate contributes um, substrate for, from stores inside and outside the muscles. However, during the endurance events, exercise intensities are often higher and at times they approach 80 to 100% of VO2 max. In these situations, fuel use shifts to carbohydrate and the reliance on fat is decreased substantially. Now, highly trained athletes, this point shifts further and further up and lower poorly trained athletes, this, lower, this value can be lower and lower. From a performance perspective, this fuel shift makes sense because the energy yield from carbohydrate aerobic ATP production is approximately 7% more efficient than that from fat. 
Not only this, but carbohydrate is the only fuel that can be used for both aerobic and anaerobic ATP production. So in the presence of oxygen and uh, without the presence of oxygen. And both systems are activated very quickly during transitions from rest to exercise and from one power output to a higher power output. Carbohydrate can also provide all the fuel during exercise at a power output that elicits approximately 100% of VO2 max and is also more efficient fuel than fat as stated above. Now fat derived ATP production is designed to provide a sort of helper fuel during this higher intensity exercise. With the maximum amount of energy at power outputs of 60 to 65% of VO2 max, that's where it's kind of king. And in addition, the process that provides fatty acids to the muscles and the pathways that, the, that metabolize fat and provide ATP in the muscles are slower than that of the carbohydrate pathways. Um, however, in events requiring a long periods of exercise and sub-maximal power outputs, fat can provide energy for long periods of time and has a much larger ATP generating capacity than carbohydrates do. The oxidation of glucose molecules produces a total of 28 ATP from uh, the electron on transport chain while fatty acid oxidation will yield 100 ATP. So that's the difference between the two. Um, now to give some kind of context into how much we can store on our body and why carbohydrate fueling becomes so important because obviously if it's dealing with all this high intensity stuff it's got to be there and it's got to come from somewhere now one gram of glycogen is approximately or is four calories and the liver can store between 200 and 400 uh, calories of uh, glycogen now this this um it's about what, 100 grams. The muscle, depending on how well trained the individual is can, and how heavy and how large the individual is, how much muscle mass there is, the muscle stores can account for about uh, 1,000 to 3,000 calories. Whereas if we now look at fat, adipose tissue can account for 50 to 100,000 calories on the human body now obviously it depends and it's basically infinite to some extent it's it you can work it out from the fact that fat on the human body isn't pure fat and how many calories it is and so on and so forth but essentially you got 20 percent fat you've got a lot of calories on you there that can be used before you're at a critical uh, fat percentage now this should give you an idea of why ingesting carbohydrates during exercise is so important, specifically during endurance sport, and why there are so many different nutrition products out there to cater for this need. Now what you may have done now is looked up various different options in, in carbohydrate. We could call them a supplement, I suppose, because that's kind of the form they're taking, but it's not like we're supplementing your dietary amount here are we but what you will notice is from many of these products 
is that in many cases they are a mixture of some form of glucose like maltodextrin and fructose. This, um, you may be wondering why. Well, if we look to a previously mentioned study in the intro, the 2004 paper titled Oxidation of Combined Ingestion of Glucose and Fructose During Exercise, we get the following. When a large amount of glucose or glucose polymer are ingested in amounts greater than one gram per minute during exercise, intestinal absorption and or disposal by the liver may be the limiting factors for exogenous carbohydrate oxidation. Glucose is absorbed from a, the intestine by the SGLT1 and suggestions have been made that the upper limit of glucose absorption at rest is 1 gram per minute. However, others have suggested a slightly higher value of between 1.3 and 1.7 grams per minute. Although speculative SGLT1 transporters may become saturated at a glucose ingestion rate of 1 to 1.2 grams per minute, and therefore no increase in exogenous glucose oxidation is observed when glucose intake is further increased. Fructose is absorbed from the intestine by the GLUT5 transporters, and this differs from the intestinal glucose transport SGLT1. A study from Shayatal uh, showed that beverages containing two or three transportable carbohydrates, fructose, and glucose and or sucrose may increase carbohydrate and water absorption and water have you know a solution that contained glucose and fructose especially was found uh, to result in almost 65 percent higher carbohydrate absorption rates compared with an isoenergetic glucose solution this effect was attributed to the fact that glucose and fructose are absorbed by separate intestinal transport mechanisms. Furthermore, it has been shown that fructose absorption is stimulated by the presence of glucose and hence this may further contribute to a faster intestinal carbohydrate absorption rate when glucose and fructose are ingested simultaneously. So it's two pronged. One, you are allowing yourself to saturate two rather than one transport molecule and ingesting one stimulates the absorption of the other so it's a double whammy you're getting more carbohydrates in from these two sources than just one on its own now for more of an insight into the ratio that you may be seeing on these products um, of glucose to fructose we can look at a 2013 paper titled fructose maltodextrin ratio governs exogenous and other carbohydrate oxidation and performance this study the researchers investigated the impact of different ratios of fructose um, and glucose in an energy hydration beverage on endurance performance during prolonged intense exercise the results showed that a ratio of 0.8 fructose to, to glucose provided the greatest benefit in terms of exogenous carbohydrate delivery as measured by an endpoint oxidation and high intensity uh, endurance performance compared to ratios of 0.5 and 1.25. The ratio um, of 0.8 led to a higher total exogenous carbohydrate oxidation rate and net exogenous carbohydrate oxidation efficiency. Um, 
the study found that the optimal fructose maltodextrin glucose ingestion ratio of peak efficiency lies actually between a range of 0.8 and 1. Um, now, the mechanisms explaining these effects um, included abdominal cramps at the higher range um, and the total exogenous carbohydrate oxidation rate and drink sweetness believed that possibly sweeter drinks result in the athlete just simply ingesting less of it. Now, they also explored the metabolic fate of ingesting fructose, indicating potential role of the liver metabolism, explaining the higher total exogenous carbohydrate oxidation rate with the 0.8 ratio drink. Um, sweetness perception emerged as a candidate mechanism affecting performance, suggesting that the taste of the beverage may also influence the outcomes. But to conclude, the research suggests that an energy hydration beverage with a fructose maltodextrin glucose ratio of around 0.8 to 1 may offer the most practical uh, benefit for endurance athletes, enhancing exogenous carbohydrate oxidation efficiency and overall performance during prolonged intense exercise. So now we are back at the point where we know what is in these products but at their cost, it's hard to consider training with them on a regular basis. Or for the more affluent, just cutting down the costs would be appreciated, to be honest. Well, there are two options. One is the raw ingredients are literally available on places like Bulk, if you're in the UK, and Amazon for just global to keep things easy. Two and a half kilos of maltodextrin will set you back £9.34 and fructose at £25 for 2.5 kilos. So there you have your one-to-one -one option. So for £35 you have five kilos of what is essentially beta fuel powder for your to decant out of a Tupperware or out of however you want to store it. What I've actually found good is things like Optimum Nutrition or I did once buy High Five who do a powder and you just keep those tubs, those like two and a half kilo tubs or maybe you've got bigger ones and you can use those to now mix up your own carb drink and just decant and weigh on the scales. As a reminder, at its cheapest, Beta Fuel is £4.13 assuming you're just using powder for that 125, 120 grams this will be costing you 84p per 120 grams to buy these things off Amazon now that sounds good well it can get even better if you don't want to do the mixing yourself there is this thing called sucrose which is one glucose molecule and one fructose molecule bound together and depending on where you live five kilos could cost you as little as five pounds putting your 120 gram serving at 13p so what is sucrose well it's just table sugar now some people find that it does partially because to be honest i went from just doing maltodextrin where the sweetness isn't that high to initially sucrose and it is sweeter because you've got that fructose in it but once you've started using glucose fructose mixes the sweetness isn't really necessarily so much of a problem and 
partially you just build up to that 120 gram point which you're not using that often on like an endurance ride for three hours two hours it's just like 60 grams maybe and you can do that mix this way all you have to do is put the bottle on the scales pour the stuff in it's got its own little bag that it comes in happy days and you can add some squash to taste and the same goes really for the other option maybe you want to be more pedantic a bit with your exact ratios of hitting that 0.8 to, to fully mimic SIS but there, there you have your two key options now for some people now I'm going to say there are some circumstances where these packaged products are great and that is mainly events where you want to I don't know you're you're doing like an eight hour, 10 hour ride. And it's like, you have got the option to put the carbs into a Ziploc yourself, but maybe they don't seal that well and they break open and so on and so forth. So I have for bigger days like that, where I'm going to pack like maybe four sachets of this stuff or six into my jersey pockets it is useful to buy it then but it's for an event you're already spending money on the event and getting to the event and doing all these other things so it's just you're throwing it in there but you're not chronically buying these and rinsing through them and the other thing is if you go on a ride and you forget to really drink your water and you haven't got another ride for two days or whatever you don't have to worry about either putting it in the fridge and it's tasting horrible by the time it comes out you can just pour it away because it's only like 12p or 80p's worth of product not £4.50's worth of products and then for people who are doing running and maybe you're, you like to have a gel which is only about 20 to 40 grams depending which ones you're buying I have in the past maybe you're carrying water if you're carrying water it's super easy because you just do a concentrated mix if you're not carrying water then you can just buy yourself a little 100ml uh, vial, little plastic vial you put in there 20 grams 30 grams, 40 grams of sugar you put the rest of it as water give it a good mix, maybe leave it in the fridge overnight, let it all like uh, mix together or you put warmer water in it and it'll do it really quickly and then Apress, you got yourself basically a gel that's pretty liquidy and you can just take that out, pop it out, drink it put it back in whatever little pocket or bag you've got with you and continue and you there will also save money and happy days and then maybe for your marathon or your big event you buy a big pack of gels train with them once or twice check that there's no funky business and go off on your merry way having saved all that money on products so i hope that one or two things hopefully people have made it this far in the episode to the end what do you think are you gonna now ditch the products have you already ditched the products do you already only use them for events do you not use them at all are you a runner who really thinks they're bound to gels and now might give this idea a go leave your feedback you can either email the vo2 lounge at gmail.com you can join the discord server where hopefully more people begin to join and you can discuss what has happened on the topics you can share nutritional ideas but thank you for listening to this episode for more content like this explore my previous episodes and consider following rating 
and sharing the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Links to the VO2 Lounge Discord server and the VO2 Lounge at gmail.com will be down below. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, it's goodbye.